Good morning, people of God. I'm going to say that one more time. Are you going to answer me like you are the people of God? <laughs> Good morning, people of God. Amen. For those who are worshiping with us online, it is good to have you with us. And for all of you who are here in the sanctuary, thank you for physically being here. It is my joy and my delight to come alongside you and to do ministry with you and to experience the presence and the power of God in your midst and in the world. I have been looking forward to this day. It is good to be here with you. And thank you for your kind words of well wishes, your prayers for healing, and your radical hospitality. Thank you. This morning, I invite you to hear a word from the prophet Ezekiel. If you have your Bibles and you're so inclined, turn to Ezekiel 47. If you have your smartphones in whatever way or form, or just with your ears and your hearts, hear now a reading from Ezekiel 47, starting at verse 1. Then he brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There, water was flowing below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. And the water was flowing down from be below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces toward the east and the water was coming out on the south side. Going on eastward with a cord in his hand, the man measured 1,000 cubits and then led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured 1,000 and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. Again, he measured 1,000 and led me through the water, and it was up to the waist. And again he measured 1,000, it was a river that I could not cross, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, mortal, have you seen this? Then he led me back along the bank of the river. As I came back, I saw on the bank of the river a great many trees on the one side and on the other. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah. And when it enters into the sea, the sea of stagnant waters, the water will become fresh. Wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live, and there will be very many fish once these waters reach there. It will become fresh, and everything will live where the river goes. People will stand fishing beside the sea from Engedi to Egnalim. It will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of great many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and its marshes will not become fresh. They are to be left for salt. On the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for, fruit, for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail but they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be food and their leaves for healing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
If you have listened to or watched the news recently, I would say that you are a very brave person. <laughs> I know we turn to the news for the current events of what is happening in the world and around us, but I don't think any of us have been prepared for what is being shared night after night, day after day, especially in the last two years. It does not matter what news channel we turn to, the reports are the same. Crime has risen, killings have soared, there is a pandemic, there is systemic racism, there is inflation, there is wealth inequity, there is poverty, there is global warming and so much more, quite more than we had bargained for. We live in a time that is fraught with all forms of evil and wickedness and if we are not careful, we can become overwhelmed by all that is happening around us. But also, church, if we are not careful, over time we may accept the atrocities and the evils around us as normative. If you live long in a particular situation or condition, over time your mind conditions you to think that it is okay, that it is normal. And so we will just go on with our everyday lives as if this is how things are and they will not change. And all we'll do is to pray that whatever is happening in the world will not happen to us or to our families. But today I stand before you with a word from God that offers a better alternative. I stand before you with a word from God for how we should respond to what is happening around us today. I stand before you with a word for how we can be the difference that we want to see in the world. The passage of scripture I read from you, read to you this morning is from the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet living in exile in Babylon. He and the Hebrew people were taken by King Nebuchadnezzar into a foreign country and all they knew were left behind, all they were familiar with, their way of life, their culture, they were taken to a place which almost seemed like a barrenness to them because the familiarity of their lives were taken from them. But it was in that time of gloom and despair, it was in that time of brokenness that the word of God, the vision from God came to the prophet Ezekiel. And in his vision, Ezekiel was taken up by the Spirit and he was taken into the temple. And Ezekiel experienced what would have defied the normal, logical thinking of human. It defied the norm of the physical world. Ezekiel saw a trickle of water flowing from the threshold of the temple. And he was being led by an angel to where the water was flowing. And we are told that the angel took a measuring rod and measured a thousand feet and Ezekiel walked in the water and it reached just about to his ankle. But for every other thousand cubits that were measured, the water kept on rising. And it kept on rising and it kept on rising until it got to a stage where Ezekiel could no longer walk in the river. It was no longer a trickle, it was no longer a stream, it was now a flowing river of water. 
I can imagine for a people who were in exile, if there was ever a time they needed to hear who God could be and who God was to them, it was then. A people living in exile, living in captivity, a people who would have been without hope. And yet in the midst of their dismay, in the midst of what could have been their hopelessness, a word about what God's preferred future for them came to the prophet Ezekiel through a vision. If there was ever a time in our world that we need to have a reminder of who God is and who God is for us, it is now. You have watched the news. You have seen what has happened over the last two years with a virus that we cannot see. You have seen the political turmoil in our country. You have seen and you have heard even about the war in Ukraine and everything that is happening around us. If there is ever a time we need to be reminded of the impossibility that we face but a God who is able to do more than we can ask or imagine, it is now. Think about it. What started as a trickle became a stream, and from a stream it became a river so deep that it could not be crossed. But this was just no ordinary trickle. This was no ordinary stream. This was no ordinary river. Church, this was the power of the Holy Spirit moving in such a way that lives were being transformed. Wherever that trickle of water flowed, wherever that stream ran, wherever that river went, Lives were being transformed. People were being renewed. People were given new hope and new way of living. Something marvelous was happening. In Ezekiel's vision, the healing waters of God started flowing from the threshold of the temple. And it flowed all the way down into the streets and the places where people are. For us as a congregation, for us as a church, I want to remind you that there is healing in this place. When we're gathered together as the body of Christ, we come with an expectation to encounter the risen Christ. We come with an expectation to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can be transformed to go out into the world to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ. When we come together, we come so that we can be healed. Ezekiel was first in the temple. That's where the trickle started. And if you pay attention, and I would encourage you when you go home this evening to open your Bibles or wherever you have your Bibles on your smart, smart devices and read through this passage of Scripture again. Because as you read through it, you'll realize that in, from verses 8 through 12, transformation was happening. What was a barren area, what was dry, what was basically a barren place now had life. Life. Life was flowing. Life was teeming everywhere the water flowed. Life. Several years ago, I had gone to Israel with some friends of mine from different denominations. It was an ecumenical group of us. And if you know anything about Israel and the Middle East, it's usually a dry, barren area. But they had taken us to this place where they showed us 
how the government of Israel had rechanneled the flow of water to places that they were irrigating to create fruitfulness. Normally the waters would not flow there, but they rechannel the water. And when you look as far as your eyes could see, you saw fruit trees, you saw apricot trees, and you saw palm trees and figs and all kinds of fruits just flourishing in the unusual places of dryness and an arid region because they had rechanneled the river and how it was flowing. I think God is calling us into a way of rechanneling the church so that we can bring life to the world around us. God is calling us into the reality of who we are supposed to be as the people of God so that we can bring life to the dry and the barren places of our world. The thing about participating in this kind of work that God is doing is that we first have to go through the healing waters. I know as a congregation you have been wounded in more ways than one, for all the reasons they are. I know you have been overlooked and have been sidelined, you have been marginalized. And this morning, I come with a word from God that there is healing for you. There is restoration for you. It is important to know that healing begins in the church. When I found this passage of scripture, I had no intention of using this. When I was told I was coming to St. Mark and I did not ask to move from where I was, I've never really asked to move from my former churches. I've enjoyed every church I've served. I've built great relationships with the members and the pastors. So I normally don't ask to be moved when we get these move or stay forms that the district superintendent sends to us so that they can make a decision when it's appointment time. And so eventually when I heard I was moving, I went on a 21-day fast. And I was asking the Holy Spirit, what would you want me to do when I get to this church? I know the people some. I was here when Jimmy Moore was here, but I was only here as an intern. What would you want me to do? And I would love for you to go ahead of me, God, because I cannot do this. And the second day of my fast, and I started May 1, and the second day of my fast, and I was in my office at Peachtree Road United Methodist Church, and I took up this Bible, and I was going to read Psalm 91, and my Bible being thick and heavy, I'm not sure who really uses Bibles these thick and heavy anymore, but I took up my Bible, and it just flipped open to Ezekiel, and I was going to move on, but I saw something that caught my eye, and I felt like the Spirit bid me to pay attention. And as I started reading this passage of scripture, something within me started growing and getting deeper and deeper. And the thought came to me, read it again. And I read it again and I heard the Holy Spirit saying, there is healing for the church. That's the reason I am preaching from this text this morning, because I could not put it down. Every day thereafter for the 21 days, I read from Ezekiel 47 every day. There is healing for all of us. There is healing for you. There is healing for me. There is healing for all of us. 
If you pay attention to the text, you will see that what started out as a trickle became a flowing river that was so deep it was uncrossable. And if you know anything about the God that you serve, you know that God is able to do far more exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. Ask me and I'll tell you some of the things that God have done in my, has done in my life. Ask me and I'll tell you where God has taken me from. Ask me and I'll tell you how God has taken me out of a small place. There's a portion of scripture where I think it was um, Tom, Philip who had seen seen one of, the, one of the disciples and went to him and said, Andrew, and said, you know, we have Nathan, Nathaniel, and said, we have found the Messiah. And, and Nathaniel said, okay. And, and, and Philip said, he is from Nazareth. And Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Ask me where God has taken me from, and I'll tell you about a God who is able to do far more exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. So I tell you this morning that God is doing a new thing. And God is able to do more than what you expect, more than what you anticipate, and even more than what you hope. But I also tell you something else. What concerned me in this passage of scripture, or, or what caught my attention, was when the angel said, mortal, have you seen this? That caught my attention because so many times God is working in the world and the church has missed it. So many times the Holy Spirit is doing something new in the world and the church has missed it. We have become institutionalized that we miss the fresh move of the Spirit. We miss the wind of the Spirit. I don't want us to forget that God is doing something in the work and God has invited us to be co-laborers with Jesus Christ, his son. I can hear the Holy Spirit saying, church, I am doing a new thing. Can you see it? Can you perceive it? Do you catch it? I want us to catch what the Holy Spirit is doing. And then you may ask me, how can we, a small church, do anything? That trickle, that trickle became a stream. And that stream became a river. One act of kindness, one act of compassion can be a healing stream to someone who is living in a dry and barren place. One act of compassion. A few years ago, I was watching David Muir with the Evening News on ABC, and he was telling the story of this little boy who was probably seven or nine years old. His mom was taking him around town, and he saw some men sitting on the side of the street in the cold. And he said, Mom, what are these men doing outside? And the mother's response was like, no, sweetheart, they don't have anywhere to live. They're homeless. And he was like, Mom, but they're probably cold. It's cold outside. Can I give them a pair of my socks? And his mom said, okay. So she took him home, and... He got a pair of his socks to go give to one of the men and the mother thought, you know, while we're at it, let's take one of dad's pairs of socks. And so they took a dad's pair and they went down and they gave those out. The next day, the little boy would not stop and he went back to his mom and he said, mom, can, can I go ask our neighbors if they have socks too? And so he went and he asked the neighbors in his neighborhood if they had socks and they gave him a pair and he went from door to door knocking and they gave him pairs of socks. 
And he went and he, he and his mom drove around and they find all the men who were in the cold and he gave out the socks. But the neighbors also realized that here is this little boy being very considerate and compassionate to people who never had. So they too started asking their friends. And the next thing you know, the entire community joined in the socks drive. Never underestimate the act of kindness that you can do to someone you encounter and how far that act of kindness will go. Never underestimate the act of compassion, no matter how small that you can do and how far it will go. God is doing a new thing. God is transforming the world and God has invited us to be a part of that transformation. As I think about Ezekiel and the fact that he was in exile along with the Jewish people, I wonder how many people are in exile that we pass each day in our workplaces. And it may not be captivity as we know it, but they're living in the dry and barren places of their lives. People who are marginalized, people who are looked down by society, people who are sidelined. And I wonder what acts of kindness, how can we be healing streams to these people? The charge is upon us. We are invited to come and be healed. And I must confess, I am one who love when we gather to worship. I love seeing people in church. I love coming to church. But this is not the end all. We come so that we can encounter and experience God and that the Holy Spirit can work in us and shape us and mold us and transform us and that is great. But then we are also tasked with the responsibility to go out and do the same for others. So this morning, I invite you, St. Mark, as I stand before you in the witness of God and each of you, enter into the streams of the Holy Spirit to receive your healing and let us go out and be healing streams to others. This I charge you with in the name of God the Creator, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.